What's up and welcome to the Conversations with Chance Mutuku. Uh, thank you so much for tuning in and I'm very excited that you're able uh, to join me today. My next guest is uh, a special friend of mine. His name is Hopkins Longla and at that time he was an international student from England studying kinesiology here in Canada. Since our conversation, Hopkins has gone on to start his own physiotherapy practice back home in England. And so basically what you are witnessing or what you are listening into is uh, dreams being spoken to reality. And it's incredible to look back at this reference point of conversation and being able to see how far he has gone. It's amazing. So anyways, uh, in this conversation, we talk about, we, we get into a whole bunch of stuff like culture. We get into sports. He even schools me uh, in on anime in that world. And so basically the anime fans are in uh, for a treat. Also, please excuse the quality of uh, the sound. So basically what happened is upon finishing our conversation, I came to realize that the microphone was off this whole time or that whole time <laughs> but luckily i had my laptop recording so i guess uh, i am thankful that something was picking up uh this conversation um what else yeah so without further ado uh, let's get right into it hopkins langla uh, on the conversation with chance Matuku. let's get it tell me a little bit about yourself and uh what you do um, I'm 21 years old. Um, 21. <laughs> um, so, born born in France, lived there for five, six years, then moved to London, and I've been in London ever since. Mm. Um, Nigerian background, my parents were born in Nigeria, then they moved to Europe to basically find a place to settle down, really. Nice. And eventually, London was the place, and um, yeah, so I'm. I'm, I love sports. Sports is my passion. It's what I focus on. I mainly focus on athletic therapy. Nice. So my goal to come to Canada for a year was to learn more about athletic therapy and expand my knowledge. Nice. And in me doing that, I was able to actually get an experience with the basketball team, mm. um, help out with um, the athletic therapy clinic and help out people learn new signs and symptoms of injuries and new rehab techniques. Mm. I was able to start my own business as well. Mm. So um, I got a level three massage qualification. Mm. And um, especially at my time during my first semester, I, I didn't have a lot of money. Yeah. Now, the first semester was a very difficult semester like, in terms of me transitioning from like the UK to Canada. Mm. They have a lot of money, they didn't know people too well. Mm. And then um, I was like, I need a job in Canada. I need to make some sort of money. Yeah. And I was applying, but people are not going to hire a person, an exchange student who's going to stay for another three months and leave. Yeah. But there's no point. They'd rather just hire someone who's going to be there for longer. And then I can't work off campus because of my um, study permit. I can only work on campus. Oh, so, wow. yeah, so literally off campus, they're hiring me. On campus, they're hiring what I'm supposed to do. <laughs> and then my brother was just like, you have a qualification, but just use it. Yeah. Like massage people. And yeah, and it worked I got right. a few clients even um, this one guy he asked me to train him mm. he, he's a soccer player okay so um, started training him and stuff like that and everything he he really appreciated he even paid me a little bit and everything mm. I was able to actually really work on my skills because um, I learned about sports performance this year so I was, help, I was again I was helping at the basketball team and then um, I was shadowing the head of sports performance and he um, just showed me some stuff giving me um insight on how sports performance work how to train an athlete so the stuff that he was telling me I was implementing on the guy I was training mm. and um yeah that's me right now vibes I like that well uh, it, it's funny you, you got into it right away but uh, my very first episode um and uh, I think I will always just sort of refer back to it because it's 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 an anthem basically it's a cultural anthem um and uh, it's called just do it and it yeah. seems like you really sort of, you know, tapped into this, <laughs> realizing that, you know, uh, you're sort of kind of cornered, right? You, you, as you mentioned, you can't get hired off campus and then uh, even on campus, you know, and then you decided to basically just say, screw it, I'm going to do my own thing. That took a lot of time. Like, um, 
know when people say just do it yeah. it's it's not as easy mm. to just do it because you're thinking about all the fears of like what if it doesn't work yes I could have started this literally as soon as I got back but I was too scared to do it I was actually quite scared to like buy a table like what if I don't get any clients what if oh. I get in trouble and stuff yeah. like that and everything and um having good people around you like my brother my friends are just telling me like you have the skill the talent to do it and if no one no one buys your service who cares mm, exactly and then just the mindset I was like let me just do it yeah let's see what happens and literally eventually I got to do it yeah but there was a lot there was a let's say a few weeks of me doubting like myself questioning. yeah questioning what's going to happen oh interesting because yeah that makes a lot of sense because um, yeah, we talk. We say just do it, and I think that is kind of a disservice that we do as creatives or as entrepreneurs to the person that's looking in from the outside. Like they just think you wake up one day. Well, that happens sometimes, but they just think it's it's easy, but it's not that easy. There's yeah. there's always things that are going on in your head, right? Like like you mentioned, sort of questioning things and saying those what ifs, you know? Yeah. And I think one thing that you sort of um, mentioned or highlighted in that is the importance of sort of having a support group or a community right you mentioned your brother um and friends and all these all these mentors and i think that sort of makes that leap a little bit easier, easier. right when you have that that group of, that support group that is you know yeah. giving you a gentle push forward because i'm the type of person um i doubt myself a lot mm. but the people around me prevent me from not doing anything back. Yeah. So like, I'll share an idea. Mm. They're like, this is amazing, you should do it. Mm. But I'm like, what if this happened? And like, my bro- especially my brother and sister, they're the type of people, they're like, just do it. Okay, stop complaining. I'm, I'm tired of hearing the complaints. Your idea is great, just do it. Yeah. Just do it. And I need, like, for me, I'm the type of person, I've needed that push, mm. but now I'm getting used to doing it myself. I don't need that pushing more as much and that. I'm just going to do it now. Mm. And plus, it, I think it's a good thing. The good thing to have is, um having positive experiences of like you get like getting yourself out there yeah because then once you have those experiences you have a bank of accomplishments and you can exactly. refer to those to that bank so that when you're down yourself you're like wait i've accomplished this 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 and that yes what's the difference with this obviously friend offers a new task mm. but in the past i've had the i've achieved mm. so what makes me i can definitely achieve it next time exactly and you have you have like a reference point right and I think I was actually thinking about that uh, earlier today. Like, uh, usually when you have when you are doing something for the first time, you have to sort of come to the realization or come to the acceptance. Like, okay, this is the, this is the very first time I'm doing this. It's going to be a lot harder, but as time goes, it becomes easier because you have a rest a reference point, right? Yeah. If some, something is really hard, you can always just look back and say, you know, this is actually not that hard because I've done something harder yeah. you know what I mean and exactly. it just keeps building up sort of like building a portfolio you have a um, a, a, a paper trail basically that you can always just refer to well we've done this this and that and that and that and that just uh, sets you up to moving forward as well right yeah. another thing I've been thinking about recently is um, hard work mm. like you know like, all of these motivational entrepreneurs and stuff mm. that are you need to work hard and stuff like that but let them explain how does one work hard well Mm. Like, have you ever thought that? Because for me, especially this year, I've realized that when you know what you want to do, you'll really work hard. There's some people, they want to work hard, but they don't know where to direct that hard work to. That effort. That effort, yeah. Wow. And that's sort of something that is rarely talked about, like even the difference between working hard and working smart, mm-hmm. right? Because you could almost... I, I heard a, a, a really good analogy was sort of like... Um, there was people who were, I think, in a, in a plane crash or something in the middle of the forest. And then um, a certain group of them decided to, uh, there, was a, there was a whole bunch of like, uh, like tools that were in the plane, right, for emergency. So they took them and they were just like, they started whacking the bush and whacking it, whacking it, like working really hard and they were moving. And then the group that stayed behind um, there was a guy who just climbed up the tree, the tallest tree, and he looked up and then he realized that there was help, but the guys that were walking the bush were going in the wrong direction. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And um, upon realizing that, he warns the people on the ground, but they didn't want to listen. They just kept working 
really hard. They were going, I think they were going south where help was in the north. Yeah. You know, it's so it's, it's sort of like a, a take on sometimes hard work or working really, really, really hard isn't the the main, you know, it isn't sort of um, what's needed. Yeah. Sometimes you need to sort of work smart or take some time to yeah. to just look around and and then based on what you see direct that energy towards yeah. the things that are, that need focus i guess yeah you know? but you see with the analogy you said that for you to work smart to an extent you need a third party because mm. say when wow. the guy went up the tree mm. and he saw you guys are going the wrong way sometimes when we're working we don't really see where we're going exactly so then for example like my brother is a good reference i use like when choosing my degree mm. i was like i want to do economics okay and he was like that's not you. That's the third party. That's not you. You love sports. Yeah. You watch sports every day. You talk about sports every day. Mm. You start to learn about therapy. You start to go into that. Yes. And then, best decision I've done in my life, like literally, because I'm at university, but it doesn't feel like I'm at university. I'm genuinely enjoying my course. Genuinely. Wow. I cannot complain. I see so many of my friends complain this is so hard, this and stuff like that. I hate this. Barely attending their classes. I attend, I practically attend all my classes. Mm. I try to anyway, but I, I, be, I barely miss classes unless I'm sick mm. or I'm extremely tired, but my attendance is relatively good. Wow. I love what I'm learning. I genuinely do. I like that because um, I, I I will always preach this because it, it's, it's something that I truly do believe in and it's the idea that we're all put here on earth for a purpose, Thanks. you know? And it's like, I think the world would be a much, much better place if we all found our purpose yeah. and basically worked towards fulfilling that purpose, yeah. right? Like you're saying, for example, you have friends that they're not really you know passionate about what they're doing so they're not going to go to class because they, they don't really care someone like you who cares about sports it's it's not even work at the end of the day like you're doing because you love it yeah. right um imagine where the world would be if everybody sort of just took that time to reflect and find exactly what they want to do or find their passion or whatever yeah. and work towards that like we would be way way ahead way ahead you know what was your your biggest sort of you know culture shock coming here uh from from uk to compared to canada i have more than one yeah <laughs> is it right name drop <laughs> i have more than one i have more than one okay um one would be um, the sports sports culture here mm. it's it's vast especially in the university um, I'm comparing Brock to Essex, my university back home. Okay. And for example, not practically no one in my uni wears the Essex hoodie, mm. t-shirt or merch. Yeah. But over here, everyone's got like, Brock badges, hoodies, stuff like the merch. Everyone's wearing the merch. Everyone's supporting the team. Mm. Like, I haven't seen that many people support a basketball team like, right. in school ever. I'm also seeing everyone, everyone's just a lot more sporty. Everyone, sport is like practically their life. Mm. To like obviously not to everyone, but there's a bigger majority of people who actually enjoy sport. It's the spirit of sport is alive. Of sport. It's alive here. Mm. I mean, you guys might not find it alive, but I'm finding it alive here. Yeah. So and I've been hearing that yeah, you you telling me the other day in America is ten times bigger. Oh yeah. Like, yeah. So that was one of them. Another one. Um, you Canadians love your weed, man. <laughs> you guys love your weed. It's actually it's wow. Like it's literally in my face. Like I don't I don't smoke weed. I'm not I'm not smoking, but everyone smokes weed. Everyone smokes weed. If you go to Toronto, like, people tell you there's this this dispensaries where you can buy weed. Yeah. There's weed cafe and stuff like that and everything like and in London, no. It's, it's I mean, people like still smoke weed. Yeah. They still do. They still do. But it's just not as it's not as big. I'll say that. Mm. It's not as like, big. Is it? How are the the laws like in in UK overall? Um, like, is it like illegal everywhere, or is yes, it? Anyway. Yeah? yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, we just. Uh, I think Canada just legalized it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, recently, so I find that crazy. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's insane. Yeah, and it just it's sort of like a nod to um, how culture is constantly changing. I think this idea even seven months ago or a year ago this would have this sounded crazy but now it's happening yeah you know who do you think is more stylish here or 
you guys. I'm biased. I'm gonna say <laughs> yeah. London. But from what I've seen, I can't lie. Um, London's a very fashion oriented place. Yeah. Like you guys see so many different type of fashion and everything. And um, but me being here, I'm not sure because of, because of winter. Yes. Like, fashion gets a bit limited during winter. That's why I think anyway. Okay. It's only until like recently around around this time, spring, summer, you can see a lot more creativity. Because mm-hmm. um, all I saw majority of people here were. Can of gooses. <laughs> Six out of ten people will have a can of goose. And I was like, whoa. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> Where's this money coming from? Like Canada goose. Literally, everyone has a can of goose. Yeah. That's crazy. But um one thing I don't think I've realized you guys don't wear a lot of tracksuits here. In fact, it's a, it's a bit people will look at you weird when you're wearing like jogging bottoms and stuff like that yeah. they'll be like oh would you be wearing jeans so that's exactly. why I get a lot and I'm like what <laughs> wow, why am I for that wear jeans to go to uni I want to be comfortable exactly like, and then yeah. in, especially in London tracksuits are a big thing very 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 big thing like and you can make tracksuits look nice as well you need to get the correct ones you don't need to get the most expensive ones you can get some like some cheap ones from like H&M or Zara just as long as the colour yeah. and the way it fits you is good mm-hmm. and you made the fit work you yeah <laughs> we don't I don't know it's I think uh, sort of like you said. Um, I think we we're still a little bit. I think Europe is a little bit for like forward, you mm. know, fashion forward, and yeah, that's one thing I, I keep I keep seeing every time I go to Europe. Um, I remember in two thousand fourteen, sort of like we were saying earlier, we just landed in the airport and then somebody's just walking in front of me, and I think it was an older lady. She was wearing all gold independence day air maxes and i'm like whoa like i'm i'm only seeing this on like tumblr and then yeah. people are rocking it there yeah and then years later people began rocking them here yeah and then same thing with i got all black uh roshi runs mm. um and there it was it was everywhere and yeah, roshi was a big thing bro, i came back here i was flexing on them for like a good three years and then people began getting them and I, you keep seeing that repeat itself over and over. We're slowly catching up, but yeah. like the Roshi, the Roshi little craze, mm-hmm. went on for like a year or two. Exactly. Now no one wears them anymore. Really? Yeah. Kind of thing. Yeah. That and do you know the Adidas ZX Foxes? Oh, true. You said those are dying down now. Died. Yeah. Not dying. That that dead. <laughs> it's dead. not. A do thing. not worry. Actually, those are like still a little bit popular here now. If you wear that in London, oh, <laughs> you're old school, huh? It's not old school, it's just, it's crazy because everyone had them at first. Yeah. Like, I'd say about four years ago, everyone had them. Like, that was the issue to have. Like, yeah. they was, they're, they're nice, they're still nice today. Mm. But I don't know why one day, everyone's like, you can't be wearing those shoes anymore, big man. Yeah. You can't wear those. No. <laughs> it's not no. old. Like, Do you guys wear Tim's? Nah, not really. Yeah. So a few guys are wearing Tim's, but yeah. not compared to you guys, because we don't really need to wear Tim's. Yeah, oh, true. Yeah, here is it's the thing, especially, um, actually, I, I keep hearing, you know, stories more about, like, people wearing Tim's in New York, you know, but... Um, when I went to New York, I saw a lot of guys wear Tim's. Yeah? A lot of guys wear true. Tim's, yeah. Of course. It's a, it's a New York thing. Brooklyn yeah. and Big Brooklyn. Yo, their yeah. accents. Do you know everything I saw on TV, I was seeing it in, in real life. I was like, this, this is amazing. Oh, yeah? like, New York is such a yeah, fantastic city. That. How, how was that experience? It was surreal, man. It yeah. was... Because it's like, you always hear about New York mm-hmm. and everything. Yeah. And then once you finally get there, you just... You get it. I was just there in all. I was just looking up. The skyscrapers are huge. Yeah. Like, the sea is alive. It's alive 24-7. Because when, when I first got there, we, we, we stayed at Manhattan. Okay. So then we were like 10 minutes away from Times Square. So we walked mm. to Times Square. And then this was like 12, 12 a.m., like really late. And then um, we looked at H&M and we were seeing people walk around the store. We're like, is it open? My friend's like, no, it's not open. And we walked closer. It's open, you know, it's like you're lying. And then... We walked in, we got to see security guys like, this store closes at 2.30 a.m. I'm like, a retail store closes at 2.30 a.m. on a weekday. It's it's Tuesday. <laughs> like, people were shopping, the workers were <laughs> still there. I was like, this is amazing. <laughs> then, I don't think that's, that's even a thing here. No, it's not. It's not. It's not, it's not even a thing in London. Wow. The stores are shutting, shutting down at 10, 11 p.m. Still no more time. in New York. But New York is just crazy. The people, yeah. what, what I realized about the people in New York, um, 
lovely people yeah attitude like they're aggressive like you got to be on your toes in that in that in that place i've mm. seen so many arguments and fights erupt when i was there that's why yeah. a good five that's like, randomly and how long were you there? Like I was there for three nights. Three, three nights and Tuesday, <laughs> Wednesday, Thursday, and I left Friday. Yeah, three and, nights. And imagine what an average New Yorker, how many in that fight an average New Yorker sees of a, a year for Honestly, or even a week. It's crazy, man. But um, how was how was the, the the art culture? The art culture? Yeah. Free. Like yeah. it was just Especially when I went to uh, Brooklyn, because I went to go see a Nets game. Mm. So I saw like a lot of like graffiti and stuff like that and everything. And um, saw a lot of that. I saw like a few when I went to, um, where did I go again? Harlem. Harlem. I didn't yeah. get to um, travel around Harlem a lot. Yeah. But um, again, I saw some like graffiti and street pictures and stuff. It was amazing. Yeah. And also the fashion, the fashion was very, um, Expansive, I'll say. Yeah. Like, just so different. Different. It, it changed wherever you went. They're very diverse, you yeah. say? Yeah. Wow. So, like, when I went to Times Square, Times Square, I got a bit of everything because that's the main place I was going to go to. But when mm-hmm. I went to Brooklyn, it was a lot more, I saw a bit more Tim's and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Then, uh, when I went to Harlem, I saw quite a lot of use. A lot of them were in Jordans. Yeah. A lot of them were in Jordans. Yeah, which one? Like, the old school ones? The Air old Force. school ones, yeah. Yeah. Fives. I think it's it's cool though, like when when a city has um, just expression, you know, because I, I believe that just diversity at the end of the day uh, sparks creativity. Yeah. Right. When everybody's just expressing themselves like to the to their fullest extent, that's when that's where the dopest ideas come out. You yeah. know what I mean? Compared to if you're living in a city where. Uh, everybody is just sort of used to one thing. Even mm-hmm. people are more sort of, you know, um, they're they're more closed off, you know, and and they they hold things in. Yeah, you know, which can which can again hinder creativity. Yeah, right? and that's why I think you see a lot of a lot of cool things come out of New York, even Toronto as well. Yeah, because it's different. Come going from St. Catharines to Toronto just a, a different vibe did you did you get to go to toronto as well yeah, spend some time? Time times, yeah. Right? that toronto reminds you of london but like times yeah. 10 in terms of like the space uh, the roads uh, it's i need to i need to go i need to go around toronto again actually. yeah I, I think so too I, I gotta do the same but what you said is true but at the same time like these are like big seas random mm. seas that are always evolving that kid from st catherine's if he's an artist he's gonna want to move to toronto to meet some new people to network exactly and stuff like that because yeah. St. Catharines ain't moving as much no it's, it's not moving no it's and a peaceful quiet town and I think like um, that, that's a, a conversation that we're, we're constantly having here in St. Catharines with all the creatives that I link up with um, we're it's, it's really hard let's say for someone to try and take some of the ideas and concepts that are going on in Toronto and do them here because majority of the people don't get it, especially the, the, the people who are in power yeah. of making these things happen, they don't get it right yeah. away. So we're seeing a lot of creative kids go to Toronto or move to New York because they've, they've just had enough of trying and trying to establish things here. Yeah. And what uh, with Blanc and the Creator Lab and all these, these things, these projects that we have going on, they're basically efforts to to establish something like that here in St. Catharines. Because there's really, at the end of the day, if we're all running out there, it's not doing anybody any good because all the talent is going out there. I believe that there's a Drake in St. Catharines. I believe there's an ASAP in St. Catharines. I believe there's a Basquiat and a Steve Jobs here in St. Catharines. Um, it's just a, a matter of uh, the people who are in power you have to listen a little bit to the kids and try and, and cater to some of the ideas that they have yeah or else we're, we're all gonna run out run out of here honestly but yeah. just, they just don't get it that's the thing exactly a lot of them are quite old as well so exactly yeah they're not really in touch with like, what's going on oh yeah now so yeah. it's 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 uh it's been pretty tough but you're, you're slowly seeing you know a change but i think even to all the creators that are listening um, we have to continue to just put out these, these ideas. If you have uh, a concept or something that you think the city hall might dig or uh, one of the local quote unquote stakeholders 
put it out there, walk into those offices and, and keep throwing these projects in there. And in a way that sort of, it allows for, for you to sort of educate the, um, the, the masses about whatever it is yeah. you're trying to do. And then uh, initially they begin to sort of buy into it. I wanted to uh, to sort of talk about uh, is it Splay? Yeah, Splay. Yeah. Splay. Tell us about Splay. What what you what what is it about? Um. So basically, Splay basically started off from my brother really. So he wants to make like a fashionable clothing brand, like mm. basketball clothing brand. Because okay. um, for example, the basketball swag, like clothing, the fashion of it, yeah, it's not as wearable outside. Like mm. for example, like a lot of people, like it's like it's like a, it's like a jersey. Yeah. Like, no arms, no yeah. sleeve, whatever. And then a lot of people can't really rock it too well. Mm. So then um, that was the initial idea of it, really. And like just promote a bit more basketball in, in London as well. Mm. And then um, when I got involved in it, I got more involved in it when about, for my event. Because I've always had the dream to like, make my own basketball event. Like yes. I always watched that like, Boy's Life, all the, the older stuff of like, yeah. um, content on YouTube. Yeah. And like, my favorite YouTuber, like he the thing called um, In The Lab, so um, shifting, yeah, In The Lab, so, so he has a series called 10,000 Hours. Okay. So um, yeah. he basically, he's a trainer, he's a basketball trainer. Yeah. So he trains kids. In UK or? No, this is in America, in America, okay. in the States, yeah. So he trains kids to become like really good basketball players so they can get scholarships, whatever, and then they go through like a grueling training process, like reps on reps on reps on reps on reps. Like, yeah. These, these, these guys get better. And you see some of them, some of them get scholarships, others don't. Mm. That's how life goes. But then he, he wanted to go to the NBA, then he got injured and then kind of went downhill, but then he found a passion to like, train. So like he, these two Asian kids came up to him and asked him to, uh, to train them. And then he trained them and also done video, he also recorded it and put it on YouTube. And then he got like a lot of traction in China. So oh, now wow. China, they're always telling him to come back. Like he's, he's got videos, of, like he literally, Train a few Chinese players and stuff like that. He, he goes around China. Yeah. It's amazing. So then um, he one thing he said he's like saying he said that um, there's more than one way for like for you to be like involved in basketball because I love basketball. It's my main sport. Mm. But I'm not going to the NBA. I don't become a professional basketball player. Mm. But I still want to be involved in it. So then that event was kind of like a way for me to be still involved in basketball and also promote the, the sport I love. Interesting. So then we kind of merged the things together. That I told him like, listen, there's a brand right here we can promote the brand and do an event around it because especially like a clothing brand i been i think a clothing brand needs some sort of room something behind it you can't okay, just snap that. a label a logo on a t-shirt and sell it i i don't i don't know how people yeah. are gonna buy it yeah like buy into it there has it's, to be some kind of story behind there it. has to be some kind of story in, right. behind it exactly so then um that's how it arises, yeah. I really want to promote a bit more basketball in the UK. Yeah. I know it's a big task because a lot of people try to do it, mm -hmm. but I feel like just doing it one step at a time and everything yeah. like that. Just making it... Go with the flow. Go with the flow, yeah. Yeah. Go with the flow. And I think that's important too, like in in any journey, like just let it, letting it develop over time rather than like just, because where we're, I'm, I'm like that, I want to, just do something and start something and get that going right away, you know? And it's always nice to sort of take a step back and remind ourselves like things take time. Yeah. And it seems like you you you're you you have a good grasp on that. Like it's gonna take time. Just yeah. let yourself even um, let yourself let, get lost in the sauce rather than mm. get getting lost in it right away. I was gonna ask you, um you do a lot. Like yeah. you produce a lot of things, you get a lot of things out there. How how do you do it? Good question. Like, how do you work so? Like, how do you work so hard? Like, aren't you scared? Like, you go, bro, you do so much. I, I respect that so much because literally, you have an idea, you get it out. Yeah. For me, uh, I've I've sort of taken the time to. I believe in self reflection, yeah. and again, like we were saying, I think we all sort of need that time to to really dig down deep down within ourselves and and find out our core values yeah. because once you sort of have a good understanding of the person you are um, uh, sort of when, once you have that self-realization you find your values and then from those values you can sort of begin to, to journey out into the world right so for me what I've realized is I've been blessed with a lot of skills and talent like so many things I can do so many ideas and it's like 
um, my my purpose in life is to basically leave the world a much better place than I, than I found it yeah. using these skills. You get me? Uh, from since I was I was younger, I always I wanted to be become a priest who played in the Premier League. You know, so <laughs> <laughs> right <laughs> conceptually or theoretically, it's like just that idea of you know not just being one thing but you can you can do multiple things but as at the end of the day for me it's like i can do all these things but it's all centered around the, the one like one set of like core values you yeah. know what i mean and that is again to use my skills and talents to contribute to the world you know so and the rest is fun i only see i love it and over time you begin to develop skills like time management like there's certain things that I just, you know, I've, I'm, I'm now able to do um, that will cater to towards the projects that I'm doing, yeah. you know? Like, for example, like we were talking earlier, like I, I'm not really that much of a big gamer, but because I've, I've basically replaced, for example, if somebody can go home and game, I go home and what maybe start like mess around with some of my DJ stuff, yeah. Or go home and and um, watch a, doc- a documentary about some country I don't know about, mm. and that will spark more ideas. Yeah, that's how I'm able to do it. And um, yeah, in terms of being scared, I um, I I don't want to sound like oh, I'm trying to be all tough and all that because I don't believe in that, but. Um, I think we're all human, you know, and one thing I always try and make sure is to check myself. So replacing, let's say, I don't want to have fear. Like, I don't want my fear to hold me back. Yeah, thanks. Um, You can be nervous about something. That's completely natural. But fear is basically just like fake illusions appearing real fear. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know what I mean? So fear, like I once if I even begin to contemplate it, I'll cut that out. Like, you know. Like if I'm nervous, then that's good. If I'm scared or whatever, I'm I'm gonna do it anyways. Yeah. Yeah. Again, coming back to just just do it. Yeah. Just. Always back to that. Yeah, but it's 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 just fun. It's fun. I'm obsessed with ideas. I'm obsessed with creativity, um, and I'm also just obsessed about learning. Yeah. You know, I, I want to learn as much as I can, and um, every opportunity to do so, I'll I'll hop on it. Yeah. <laughs> Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes perfect sense, man. Nice. One thing you you sort of got me uh, into was was anime. Yeah. Anime. Tell me tell me a little bit about anime because I'm not really too familiar with that world and you have you have some insight. <laughs> what you know? What you know? Uh, what's your what's your what's your favorite anime show? Uh, my favorite anime show is Naruto. Naruto. Why? Um, why? Naruto's a show that I've been following since it basically came to Europe, really. Yeah. So um, one thing I know about Naruto is that I watched the main character grow mm. from like a from like a from like a child who was struggling to make friends. Mm. Okay, so let me give you like a little synopsis. So like at the start, so Naruto starts off with him being neglected from the whole village. Mm. Everyone hated him because. Um, Inside, he had a Nightal Fox. So the Nightal Fox, a couple years ago, destroyed the village. Okay. So that, yeah, nearly completely destroyed the village. But then the full Fokage, so that's like the leader of yeah. the village, he sealed the fox inside Naruto. And then yeah. when people found out that is inside him, they hate him. Um, Which to me, I think like, it doesn't make sense. I'm like, this kid technically saved your life. Yeah. But it's okay. We move. It's fine. Okay. So he couldn't make friends. Parents were telling him, don't, don't be friends with this kid. He's evil. People just like neglect him completely. Mm. So then, what he what he used to he used to like pull pranks in the village to get noticed. So he was yeah. he, he was he was just doing finding any ways to get to gain attention. Yeah. And, and then um, so that's how it starts off really. And then he wants to become like a ninja. He wants to become the Hokage. So the Hokage, the Hokage is the strongest in the village. He's the leader and everything. That's his dream. He said that every episode, oh, I'm going to become the Hokage. It gets really annoying. Yeah. But um, so yeah, there's that really. And then we just see him grow from that little kid who's struggling to make friends, making friends, becoming a, f- becoming a good friend to other people, becoming mm. a hero, a mentor, and eventually a leader and a father. Mm. And I think that that whole process was just beautiful, the way it was right. done, that beautiful. And then plus some of the stuff, it, 
like for example, one thing Naruto teaches you how to be like a really good friend. Like Naruto's an extremely good friend. Yeah. To the point where it's it's crazy. Like, he's a real one. A real, a real one. Fam, he's a real one. <laughs> but I, I don't know. Like, his best friend, his best friend, his best friend does many bad things, but yeah. he still forgave him. And he saw that his best friend was hurting. Mm. That's why he stopped by him. Like he was like, "Yo, just come back, come back to the village. Stop, yeah. stop, stop, stop doing this." And everyone else was like, "Forget about him. He's evil. Kill him. Stuff like that." Because he was doing the guys doing some really bad stuff. Mm. Really, really bad stuff. Like he was, he his best friend got a very sick story as well. Like it's very sad as well. Mm. So that's why they get along because they can't understand each other's pain. Yeah, but yeah. they don't like the best friend. They want to acknowledge it. I get In fact, you. his best friend to the extent was jealous of Naruto, but you you only found that out later on. You don't like literally when you find out he was jealous. You're like, what? <laughs> like that make everything makes sense now, really. But um, yeah, it's just the story, the characters as well, mm. and then just some of the things that some of the characters go through. I just find it very motivating, and it's like like a lesson. Mm. Like some of the things I've learned, I take it in. Right. And, and I feel like it shaped me to who I am today as well. Nice, because um, again, it, it seems like it's a it's an educational platform from what I can hear. Because Very. looking looking at it from just an outsider's perspective, I would just look at it and be like, oh, what what is this craze about this thing? Yeah, you know, you, you can, and then you, to a certain extent, you can even begin to judge it like, oh, this anime, and then you just brush it off. But, because it's like a lot of people who don't watch anime don't think that's just a cartoon. Exactly. Just powers, this screaming in Japanese. Yes. To an extent, okay, it's true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's that. But then people forget these guys are content creators. Yeah. These guys want to tell you a story. Mm. They want to tackle certain things that are happening in everyday life. Yeah, yeah. And they'll portray it to you in the form of anime. And anime, it's exaggerated. So the guys, the guys use what's happening in today's world and times it by 10. It will be super exaggerated. But then. <laughs> That's what makes it so exciting, so entertaining, because it's like, it's not something you'll see in, in normal life, like mm-hmm. in the real world, yeah. but then you can see certain aspects of it, and this actually what happens in the real world. For example, in the real a big thing to talk about is war, war and love. Mm. This, like, literally, one of the characters, one of the villains is called Pain, and he, he had a very messed up um, childhood, and then his ideal peace, like, he wants to achieve peace in the world. But okay. he wants to cause everyone pain because once everyone experiences pain, they can understand each other. Oh, okay. So then oh, it's quite it's quite twisted, but I get it. Yeah. And then uh, so then he attacked uh, Naruto's village, destroyed, practically nearly killed everyone, destroyed his village, and then um, that was like the first time you see Naruto actually experience pain, losing yeah. that many amount of people, not being able to do anything, and then the the villain pain asked him, "So what are you gonna do now?" And Naruto's like, I'm gonna kill you, I'm gonna become a Kage, I'm gonna bring peace to the world. He's like, How are you gonna do that? Mm. You gonna, so, if you kill me, what's gonna happen to my friends, my family, my village? Mm. Like, wow. And then it's a it's still on a cycle of hatred. So, then you killing me is not gonna do anything because then there's gonna be more people, people are gonna be upset that I'm dead. Exactly. And people are gonna come on and kill you. Yeah, yeah. And then it made him realize, he's like, Wow, like, literally. It, he just Naruto froze when he said that. Wow. He just froze. So he, yeah, life lessons. Right life here. lessons, bro. That's, that's and crazy. this is what we go through every day. You see so many wars happening every day in the world, and then I personally don't agree with war. Mm. I, I really don't. Because yeah. then, take it. The soldiers, the soldiers are just fine because what they think is right. Mm. Then you kill one of the soldiers. That they have kids at home. Yeah. Family and friends and everything are gonna be upset. They're gonna hate you, and they're gonna try and wanna get revenge. Yes. And it's, it's, constantly it's not going on. It's, going, it's not every. It's not everywhere where you see someone like being a bigger person and saying no. Mm. Like I'm gonna forgive you. Like, yeah. Forgive you. I'm not gonna do anything about it. Yes. Like you know, show that love. Yes. It's not constantly. I love. It's not common because it, to an extent, how do I forgive someone that's killed my family? Mm-hmm. Like I get it because I don't know how I would. I don't know how what I would do. Yeah, it's easier said than done. It's easier said than done. Yeah. But um, just stuff like that. Wow, it's it's interesting you mentioned um, things like like war and just keywords from even listening to the story, like being a good friend. There's like there's love, there's forgiveness, and you know, one thing uh, at least right now that uh, is uh, is going on in culture, like um, with Kanye and getting all the backlash and everything. I you know we, we all have different opinions but one thing I, I completely agree with him on is 
is the idea of love. Yeah, right? facts. And um, I think sometimes, sometimes love is not the is not the easier option. You know, sometimes hate is the easier one. Like some, if somebody does something to me, like it's much easier to just you know get mad and angry mm -hmm. than like really like like find that place in my heart to to at least just show them love. You know, yeah. despite what they what they've done. And it even seems like from from even anime as well, like there's all these themes that are being explored. Yeah, you know, so many different things. That's that's crazy. And even it, it goes deeper on even like a spiritual level. Like to me, I believe like even in the Bible it says that God is love, right? I think that's that's sort of like that's the fundamental. That's the sort of the 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 the, co the concrete like the the the. Uh, the foundation behind everything and from there everything, other things can begin to, to add on to it yeah but sometimes we we all need that that checkup like you know like love yeah. love as much as possible yeah because and it's it's a lot of energy you know to to express hate for example yeah you know what i mean like it's even go on no no got clear uh, and even uh things like like um like being let's say worried and all these things it's a lot of energy you know it, yeah. it's a lot like I, even from a wrestling perspective there's been if you typically a wrestling training session could be like between uh, if you're going like maybe an hour session between hour and, and and two hours but then you look at it within two hours i can i can wrestle with i can have like six matches back to back to back and i'll go home that evening and be fine compared to a, a a day of competition where you can have it, it still like blows my mind you can have two matches or three matches on the day of competition but when you go home the next morning bro you are tired yeah. you are beat up yep. and i think a huge part of that has to do with the psychological energy that yeah that exactly you're, that yeah you're putting in like it's, it's a lot of energy, yeah. you know? So imagine, and that's just like your nerves and you just things that are not really that bad. Yeah. And then I imagine like hate and fear and having self-doubt, that's a lot of burden. It's a lot of burden. And it's a thing where, like for example, the hate thing, and let's say someone does something bad to me, I always try to refrain from like getting them back, like getting revenge, mm -hmm. but I feel like that's me building a bad habit mm -hmm. that um, it's, it's detrimental to me like since she's not affecting me at all it's making me build a bad habit of doing something worse so eventually you get used to it and yeah. then like yeah it's just it's not good to have especially when you said about the um the wrestling about game day yeah you'll be tired after what after game day yeah. it's just it's the psychological aspect of it it's just like the game day means something like you put your all into it everything. you don't want to lose like, your nerves your, your coach everything that like, there's so many different things coming into you and you're like whoa oh, yeah. cause I know that thing especially when I, when I play basketball mm. I can, if, I, if, I, if, I, if I play in runs I'm, I'll be fine I'll be alright yeah. if I play a game where it matters like an actual game two minutes and I'm wheezing I'm struggling <laughs> yeah. to breathe oh yeah then I, I, I just don't get it it's, just, it's crazy your, your, your whole body is like just working overtime yep like physically mentally uh, spiritually as well and yep. you, you feel it you feel it bro and like um, even let's let's segue into because uh, we had uh, sports psychology together. Yeah. And some of the terms that we sort of visited in that was was pretty were pretty crazy. Yeah. Like um, the effects of let's say like self talk and some of the coping mechanisms. Right. We even began talking about um, like mental health mm -hmm. and athletics. Because I feel like that's a that's a paradox, right? We we often perceive sports as you know something that's really good for you, yeah. You know, uh, physically and it's good for your health. But now there's there's more even you know we're diving a little bit deeper and in, in seeing how how kind of lifting up the rug and really seeing how uh, things are really are actually working yeah. you know, within the sport mm -hmm. community right we have like mental health among athletes and I was just I was wondering what what are your thoughts coming from that class and one thing that really surprised me especially when went into the mental aspect of it is when they said that um, the NCAA 
started looking into the mental health of the NZ athletes from like 2016. Yeah. And I'm like, that's three years ago. What? <laughs> what? And I mean, it's crazy to me because again, you said the same thing in terms of like sports is a healthy thing, it's good for your mind, and mm-hmm. releases toxins, decreases people like stress and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. However, like it's it's not it's, it's only until that class that then we had that class when um, he shows the TED talk about the girl like her schedule and everything Mm -hmm. that I didn't know it was that bad for a varsity athlete and a varsity athlete has so much to do and then there's no surprise that somebody was suffering from that mental health and everything because the expectation from the team Mm. and the expectation from school you have to um, have a certain GPA like a certain average and stuff like that yeah also the same so you basically have to go be all your work on time but then you also have to go train on time then you also want to live your life so you want to go out with your friends and chill Mm. but then you have to repeat it so then you have homework then you have class training chill class training chill then game day then game day you have game day and that's it takes a toll, like you said. After game day, you are tired. You can't even do anything else because it, it means that. Much. Sometimes game day might need you. You might need to travel. Exactly. So that might be like a day or two gone. Mm-hmm. And let's see if you come back Sunday evening. You have school on Monday and you have work due Monday, but you're so tired from it. And then all of that can really creep up on the person and mm-hmm. just like you know that anxiety. Exactly. Like you're always anxious about everything. And yeah, it's just it's crazy. It's crazy. It's insane. And yeah, there's there's a lot of, and I'm I'm glad finally it's like it's being looked into. But like you said, it makes you wonder like where where were we looking this whole time? But because it's been there like since I'm sure his like since we started doing sports exactly right yeah. like it's it's always been there. But uh, now it's only you know being seen. And mm-hmm. again, sort of to what we we're talking about earlier with with some of these. Uh, what we don't know that will come out in a few years like it, it just makes you wonder like what else isn't being looked at you know yeah. what I mean that we'll be looking at in a few years and be like hey not actually even things in sports like what what are we going to discover within the next few years like maybe maybe basketball players have been training haven't been training the right way this whole time mm-hmm. yeah right and who knows like I, I think um yeah, m- more things like this need to need to uh, be talked about, even just through conversations like we're having yeah. um, right now, and and yeah, exploring and 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 looking beyond just what we see. And this is why I, I love what I love about being an artist or artist, like looking at something and seeing it for more than you're actually seeing, like seeing beyond what meets the eye. Yeah. You get me? Yeah. Like you're having more people from the NFL that, you know, are speaking up about mental health. You're having more people from, you know, even sports like gymnastics and yeah. all these things. Like uh, Michael Phelps as well, they're probably one of the greatest Olympians as well. He He's, you know, talking about his experiences as well. Joe, you know it's funny you said that in terms of, um, like one thing I wish, one thing I do want to focus on in the future as well is um, talking to athletes. Man, it's slowly starting to come now. I think you see, like I've seen a lot more athletes pop up with podcasts and stuff like that. Mm. But sometimes, us the public, the the viewers, we want to see what you're doing. Like, how are you training and stuff mm. like that. Right. Like one thing, like LeBron James, that like, he's more than a basketball player, and he's really affirmed this yeah. for the past couple of years now. Like he's a philanthropist and entrepreneur. Yes. Everything a great role model. Like, mm-hmm. but Ro- LeBron James is practically the best sporting role model you can actually have. Nice. The guy doesn't get into trouble. Mm-hmm. He makes his money. He's a good husband. <laughs> he's a good father. Philanthropist, mm-hmm. entrepreneur. Everything he built a school back in Akron and stuff like that. Like, nice. He's setting the the blueprint. Like, it's all there. Hard work. Give back to your community. Mm-hmm. Like j- j- just love. Always expressing that, and I just. I feel like, yeah, athletes need a lot more taken care of because obviously I get it, they're, they're earning racks, they're earning thousands of, of, mm. of dollars, pounds, everything. But they're still human. Like, that's the thing with forgetting, like, a lot, like, a lot of fans will start saying disrespectful things to them and you expect them not to react. Exactly. Like, you can't be surprised that they reacted. No. And human beings, like, if someone, if someone wants to disrespect you, you will react. Like, it's a normal thing. And I think that's what that is, especially with things that are going on right now in, in culture and uh, just celebrities that 
um, have, have have had you know sort of you know mishaps in the public eye. Mm-hmm. You're seeing that more, and that human component is especially with social media too, because we're so we're we're much closer to them than than ever in history. Yeah, you know what I mean. With Tiger Woods, like he just won, I think the Masters. Recently. Yeah, just so yeah. You know, that's like we're we're being we're now able to just see even those comeback stories. Yeah, and one thing that um, you you sort of you know touched on with with LeBron James it's literally like I believe in that he's he's been he knows his core values yeah you can tell he's had time to to really look at himself it's like yeah I and I love the term of like renaissance back in the renaissance era um, all these guys with the Da Vinci's and uh, the Galileo's and a, a lot of my favorite artists are from that era mm-hmm. and most of them were not just artists we only know them for the art but a lot of them um kinesiology uh, it, it, they did a lot of discoveries in medicine really? and oh yeah like they were architects they were it wasn't they weren't just doing one thing they were doing multiple things yeah. and they contributed you get me and it's the same thing with lebron and all these guys with nipsey the r.i.p like okay. people are are you know they're using the platform to basically to to just give back and, and to contribute to the world in so many different ways yeah and i vibe with that you know um and even just in, in mind to the mental health stuff like to people that are listening you know it, it's cool it's cool like if 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 you are going through some stuff like that there is always going to be somebody that's willing to listen yeah always always and as as busy as i am you know i do my best to try as well to listen um more than you know than speak you yeah know, sometimes people just want to be heard out you know? yeah so to whoever is listening yo like we've we've lost so many people to you know just you know this this mental mental health stuff you know yeah and if you want to you know you're looking for somebody to hear you out just highlight your boy you know and if if not i'm not reachable at that point in time you know try keep trying to find other people there's you know there's helplines and all these things you know and again um i believe we all should continue to sort of use our ideas to contribute to the world where even with mental health we're having um there, there is still things that need to be done within that that area as yeah. well. So I think if more creatives are putting out their ideas and stuff, we might even discover different ways of approaching, you know, mental health, um, you know, uh, mental health, um, mental health. I don't know, rehabilitation or you know, uh, things to help with mental health. You and know? also um, improve everyone's mental health literacy, really yes. understanding what mental health is, different type of issues, oh, yeah. and if you see someone suffering with it, you know, how to help them in terms that like, you might not necessarily need to speak to them, but they could potentially advise them, oh, this person will be all right for you. Mm. Just, yeah, and he, like he said, like services around and everything, because mm. um, at the end of the day, you know, especially with the stigma around mental health, it, it's a big mm-hmm. thing. Yeah, yeah. Because, you know, especially like, again, with the athletes as well, like, if they have like a mental health issue they might not be seen as mentally tough and one thing every athlete is told is that oh you're mentally tough you're mm-hmm. mentally tough like, you know and then if they don't have that then they're gonna feel a bit weird about it but mm-hmm. honestly you know it's something that everyone can suffer from and it does need it does need like a bit more light not even a bit more a lot more light around it of course and we everyone Everyone, anyone who doesn't have any mental health, you should still understand what's going on and what it is and how you can help someone. You shouldn't be ignorant about it. Yeah, keyword mental health literacy. Yeah, I think we, we should all work on you know at least just understanding it a little bit because that will not only um, help us in you know coping with some of the, some of the stuff that you know we have to deal with mentally, but it also help us help others as well or help us live in communities that are you know more thoughtful and aware about mental health right yeah um yeah is there anything any more questions you had for me um, <laughs> no nah, i think that was the only one i just yeah. want to pick your brain about your about your work ethic really yeah and actually i got another one so what what drives you uh what drives me there's a lot of things that drive me. It's not really one specific thing. Yeah. Um, but I think one, a big one would be probably death. 
I know you were talking about it earlier. Not yet. But it's something I've always been aware of, sort of death, and not in, and not in, in a scary way, like oh, I'm gonna die. No, it's like sort of looking back on, like once I'm gone, once my journey is done here on Earth, like I want to make sure that um, I look back at least before I pass and and say hey every stone was was left unturned you know yeah um i have several projects that i that, that are going on and more to come but you know, with blonde and with kabaka which is my my um my case study on fashion and all these things i want to look back and say kabaka didn't work i want to look back and say blonde didn't work i want to look back and say hey we didn't write these books we didn't build this community center we didn't um all those things we tried them but they didn't work but at the end of the day, we turned, we flipped every stone, yeah. and we left nothing unturned. Yes, yeah, good. You know, we exhausted our resources. Yeah, and sort of that—that's one of the things that drives me. Like, um, like I want to make sure that you know I leave the world a much better place than I found it. Yeah, you know. So and all the, all the other things, you know, sort of you know, uh, go around that like community. Um, treating others as as I would want to be treated, and yeah. nobody's claiming to be perfect. Um, we all have our you know short uh, shortcomings, but I do my best to try to make sure that you know I'm constantly aware of the people around me and my environment. Yeah, and uh, also I, w- I want to make sure that um, I, I say I live for one person, and I, maybe I'll meet them, maybe I'll I'll never meet them, maybe I've met them, maybe I will meet them tomorrow or now. But I want to live for one person, and I want one person one day to just come out and say, "Hey, uh, he 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 um, he convinced me to believe in myself." To me, that's to me that's heaven, you know. Like I I I at least you know spark something. Yeah. That's like I want to do that. So I approach every day like that. Like if I I meet somebody, like forget all the other stuff, forget the religion, forget all, like forget all of that. Like keep it. Um, it just the, the, at the end of the day, the, the core or the, the to get to the bottom of it is like just living for that one person, mm-hmm. you know. And that kind of keeps me in check, you know. If I'm walking down the street and somebody downtown stops me, I want to make sure I make time for that, yeah, you know. Um, and then yeah, that's 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 just sort of you know the the tip of the iceberg on what drives me. But there's there's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> there's a lot. No, hey, that's, that's yeah. a big one. That makes sense. How about you? What drives you? For, oof, for me, what drives me? Um, I guess um, my family, especially like my niece and my ne- my, my nephew, my nieces. Yeah. Because um, like you said about death, like um, I lost my older brother two years ago now. Mm. It'll be two years in August, and um, yeah, like when he passed away it made me realize how short life is mm. and how I want to I basically want to minimize all of my, my regrets mm. as much as possible yes. so um, I want to be a good role model to those kids really like your father's not here anymore but I'm here yeah. my brother's here so then um, literally since since he passed away my work ethic everything has just turned around and become so hard working and that like, I, I can't even explain it it's just like, I'm so driven to like any idea I have, I want to get it out there. Mm. But like you said, I do only remember for something like for putting a lot of things out there. Mm. Like I want to leave something for my family too, especially those kids as well. Yes. Like I just want to leave everything on the table yeah, yeah. and look back and be like, I've done good. Like I've done yes. good. I've helped those kids as well. Yeah. Mum um, is happy. I'm, I'm. I'll be happy with myself. Yes. I don't be. Like I remember um, when a couple of years, a couple of years ago. Yeah, I was helping out, and we had to go uh, to a care home. Mm. So I care for like old people. So that yeah. it was literally like this came. It's like um um it was it was a retirement. It was like a care. Home. So I like literally just all people got there together to just socialize. Mm. And then a lot of times when I spoke to them, a lot of them were like, "I wish, yeah, I wish I'd done this. I wish yes. I'd done that." And yeah. when that day when it happened, I was like, "Yo, like." <laughs> I, I don't want to be in that position it's eye opening it's eye opening I don't I, I literally want to limit the amount I wishes that I'm going to exactly. say because regardless whatever happens in life there's going to be some regrets unfortunately mm. some things you can't help yes. out but there's some regrets where you can definitely have an influence over mm. like you have an idea get it out there exactly just get it out there if it doesn't work at least you tried it yes 
that's and it. that's just been me that's what's been driving me really just that my brother his kids and myself in terms of I want to minimize my reps mm. and yeah the vibes I'm very thankful that you were able to join me tonight and you know just you know add give me some knowledge as well I, I love to learn and I definitely learned a thing or two or three same man I'm happy that I was able to take part in this I've never actually taken part in a podcast before <laughs> like I said I like talking to you man like, you're so deep with things and everything it just makes me think like survive. like I can literally I, I pick some of the things you say mm. like, it's just it's, it's, honestly man thank you I appreciate it bro it's all love you know I love I love to connect with people and um, yeah it's just Again, like I said, I, I'm always just learning, and I definitely learned a lot. And um, yeah, that's it. We lit. <laughs> Bless. Thank you, bro. Anytime, bro. Appreciate it, man. Anytime. Of course. Wow. And there you have it. Follow your dreams, no matter how far you have to go to get them. And Hopkins is a billboard for this statement. Now, to keep up with what he's doing, you can check him out on Instagram, uh, Funky Hops. And on there, you can also find more information on his physiotherapy practice, PhysiHop. To check out his brother, Elvis Langla, who was also mentioned in this, in this podcast, uh, you can find him on social media as well at Elvis Langla. Through his account, you can also learn more about uh, his brand, Splay, or Splay Basketball on Instagram. So until next time, keep chasing those dreams again no matter how far you have to go to get them and also use hopkins story as an example to stay resilient and to stay uh, consistent and to stay driven on your journey as you continue to see your dreams realized until next time let's keep it positive and let's keep encouraging each other this is chance mutuku and i appreciate you spending the time to kick it with your boy Cheers.